Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we're airing a message entitled, All These Things Are Against Me. And in this week's message, the preacher will bring a lesson to all of us that if not needed now, will be needed at some point in our lives. Because you will hear in the lesson, it appears to Jacob that the unfortunate circumstances he is in are completely negative, when in fact God was using these very events to bring about some of the greatest blessings he and his family would ever experience. And we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to hear today's message again, or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. We see these words at the end of verse 36. All these things are against me. Now, uh, let's just be honest about it. Um, Jacob certainly was justified in these feelings. And if it had been you and I standing there in the family circle that day, knowing the history of the family, knowing the things that Jacob knew, or at least how he perceived them, uh, you probably would have agreed. We have the benefit of hindsight here this morning, but Jacob did not. And in the end, it turns out that Jacob was 180 degrees wrong, wasn't he? All these things are against me. As it turns out, all these things were the best thing that could have happened to him. And just like Jacob, we sometimes fail to recognize Romans 8.28 at work. Through our misunderstandings, our mistakes, and the weakness of our faith, we often consider things to be against us that are in reality really for us. I mean, there's no way Jacob could have known that the man that his sons were dealing with was his long-lost son that he thought was dead. Uh, there was no way that Jacob could have known that as a result of this encounter that they would all move to Egypt and be nurtured and taken care of, and the nation, the nation would be nurtured and incubated in the incubator of Egypt for centuries to come before God released them. This story is the personification of Romans 8.28. This story is the epitome of Romans 8, verse 31. Sometimes our imagination will conspire with reality to cause us to imagine things that are so bad that they're actually really unlikely to happen. But our imaginations go to the worst-case scenario. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, in commenting on this story and this particular verse, said this. He said, Jacob's exclamation was most evidently exaggerated, exaggerated in the term he used, all these things. For there were but three evils at the most, exaggerated in most of the statements. He said, Simeon is not. Now his sons had told him that the ruler of the land of Egypt had taken Simeon and bound him before their eyes. 
but they gave him no reason to believe that Simeon was put to death. But the, but the old man jumps to a conclusion for which he has no warrant and laments, Simeon is not. You ever done that? I've done it. We've all done it. Spurgeon goes on to say, he added, you would take Benjamin away. Yes, but only to go into Egypt to buy grain, a short and needed journey from which he would soon return. You would suppose from the patriarch's language that beyond all doubt, Simeon had fallen victim in Egypt and that Benjamin was demanded for the purpose of his instant execution. But where was the evidence to support this assertion? We frequently talk about our sorrows in language larger than truth would warrant. We write ourselves down as peers in the realms of misery, whereas we only hear, we only bear the common burdens of ordinary men. We dream that no others have ever passed along our rugged path, whereas the road is hard with the footsteps of the flock. We imagine that the furnace has been heated seven times hotter for us, whereas compared with martyrs and the afflicted of all ages, and especially compared with our master, it is probable that our griefs are of the lighter kind. Now, what's interesting is go to chapter 45. Go to chapter 45, and now a number of things have transpired. The boys have gone back into Egypt. Joseph, Joseph has revealed himself to his brothers. They are startled beyond measure. There's a grand reunion. There's, there's, there's weeping and hugging and rejoicing going on. And, and I might add a little bit of fear and trepidation on the part of his brothers. But uh, I, I, want you to, I want you to see Joseph's explanation in all of this because Joseph's explanation is much nearer the, tr the truth than, than, than Jacob's, Jacob's fears. Chapter 45, then Joseph could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him. And he cried, cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him while Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph. Doth my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. Now we can all imagine why they were troubled at his presence. Here's someone that they, they thought they had sold into slavery at the very least, and in all probability was dead by now. And... Uh, Look what he says, verse 4. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near, and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom he sold into Egypt. Now therefore be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that ye sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. I, I just think of the graciousness of Joseph's words. You know, a lot of times people say, I, I have forgiven, and, and they, don't mean, they don't mean a word of it. Joseph not only forgave and extended mercy, but the, the graciousness in his approach toward his brothers was, was profound. And, and, and in verse 6, for these two years hath the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in the which there shall be neither earing nor harvest.
and God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Now, now folks, we don't have any record of, of, of Joseph saying all these things are against me, but Joseph could have said those things when he was in the prison. He could have very easily said those things, but he had a different perspective on things. And he said, um, God has sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God. And he hath made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Haste ye and go up to my father and say unto him, Thus saith thy son Joseph, God hath made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down unto me. Tarry not. And thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen, and thou shalt be near unto me, thou and thy children, and thy children's children, and thy flocks, and thy herds, and all that thou hast. All these things are against me. But we read a few more chapters, and we come to the realization that the truth is, all these things were working for Jacob and for his family. He just couldn't see the whole picture. And so it is in our lives. All things work together for good. Everything is really for us. Now, as usual, our unbelief is a great liar. And our imagination, coupled with unbelief, will conspire with what facts we can surmise to imagine the very worst when God means the very best. An old hymn puts it this way, Ye fearful saints, fresh courage take. The clouds ye so much dread are big with mercy and shall break in blessings on your head. Our best days have often been those that we thought would be our worst. And Jacob was wrong in every jot and tittle of what he said. And so usually are we. I always think of what David said in Psalm chapter 4, verse 1. David said, Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. When we're in distress, we think it's the end. When we're in distress, we think it's all over. But we don't know it's those times of distress when God is enlarging us. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth, and it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, Our God, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lessons, we have been shown through the Word of God just how great our God truly is. These lessons began in the book of Isaiah where it is described to us the magnitude of the power of God. But that same Almighty God was also so kind and so loving that He sent His Son Jesus Christ to make the payment for our sins. God could have ended the universe with the sound of His voice, but He chose instead a way for you and me to spend an eternity in heaven with Him. So if you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help in any way we can. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. 
That's tvbc.org. You can also visit our YouTube page or follow us on Facebook for more information. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course, all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and college-age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.